Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. Very excited to have as my guest today, Mark McKinney. Mark and his wife, Britt, wrote a very compelling book called The Drive Home. And it's a book that is geared towards helping parents navigate their junior golfer through the game of golf a lot easier. I'm going to read the description that's on the back of the book to you and it'll give you a little bit better idea about what this book is all about. It reads, the parent-athlete relationship is complex, rewarding, terrifying, and satisfying all at the same time. Watching our kids compete can create amazing bonds or it can risk damaging family relationships altogether. That line can be thin and a slippery slope if the journey is approached with mismatched goals, unrealistic expectations, and a mom or dad who wants it more than the player does. This book is a look at the dynamic in great detail through the lens of junior golf and our journey as a family. This is not a resource to teach you how to raise the most successful golfer. More so, it's about taking our advice as you start your journey so that you can avoid many of the mistakes that we made as parents and as a family. Golf is an amazing game that will teach us so much about life, adversity, overcoming, failing, and succeeding hurting and healing, winning and losing with grace, and we are all better off if we let it happen organically and enjoy the moments along the way. Our hope is that in reading this book, you will be vulnerable enough to look in the mirror and see yourself in some of the pages and to ensure that above all else, you never lose sight of your athlete's why. In addition, we invite you to take to heart the advice offered by the amazing collection of coaches, business leaders, and professional and college athletes as they provide insights through their unique lenses into the parent-athlete dynamic and how to avoid those car rides home in silence. So as you can see, just an absolutely terrific book. Not only can this help you if you're a parent, but also if you're a grandparent or maybe you're someone listening and you have children who are trying to raise a junior golfer or maybe you have a relative in your life that's trying to raise a junior golfer. Maybe it's a friend in your life that's trying to raise a junior golfer. Or maybe you have someone that is in a completely different sport other than golf, and this book may help them as well. So there's a lot of great tips in there, not just about the game of golf, but life itself. So you don't necessarily have to be playing golf to take some really good tips away on how to be a better parent to your athlete. So very honored and privileged that Mark took the time to come on the podcast and talk with me about he and his wife Britt's journey into making this book and writing this book and I know you'll enjoy this interview that I did with Mark. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Mark McKinney, author of The Drive Home. Oh, he got all of that one. Mark, welcome to the podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to come on and uh, talk about this fantastic book, The Drive Home, that you and your wife Britt wrote together I'm going to tell the listeners later on in the podcast how they can go out and get their own copy. But again, a wonderful book. 
what inspired you to to write this book? Um, yeah, Stephen, it, it's always great to, to chat with you. Appreciate you, you having me on. Look forward to spending some time together. Um, really, a, a couple of things. One is that um, I, being the, the dad of a, of a junior golfer, um, I, I, I started to see myself, I ran into myself more and more at the golf course. And when I say that, I mean, um, like I, I'm the, that dad that sort of gets into it, you know, maybe too much or um, really passionate, kind of uh, walking, you know, pacing the fairways and such. And um, I started bumping into to fellow dads at the at the at different greens or, or tea complexes and, and hearing the dad talking about, uh, you know, Jimmy could just if he could just do X um, or if he would just do Y or if he would stop making those same mistakes and and tournament after tournament after tournament. Um, I started seeing like sort of more of these more of these dads appear uh, moms too, um, to, uh, to be fair. But uh, so I, I saw that the dad side of it. And I started to see myself um, in those dads and, and sort of almost like looking in the mirror like, wow, am, am I am I acting like this? Am I as nervous as this guy is? So that's part A. And then part B is we were actually at a, at a, at a golf tournament, an SCJGA event um, down in Sherall and um, playing with a, with a good buddy. And, and he said, hey, I've, I've always had this idea. I've, I've created this list of dads. Right. Um, that that I've named these different dads. Um, and uh, so we our sons were playing and we stopped what we were doing. and We got on his phone and, and we started kind of going through these dads, the um, the past poor dad. Right. The tour, I'm sorry, the past tour pro dad, the one that had played somewhere on a mini tour and he knew everything or the, the overexpressive dad, the loner dad. And we laughed and laughed and and we kind of sort of half jokingly said, wow, that'd be a great idea for a, a book one day if we could just go through and highlight the golf fathers, right, as a play on godfathers. Um, right. But that's, that was kind of the catalyst for it is, is just saying like, hey, I'm, I can't be the lone ranger, right? If, if I'm having these emotions and all these dads and parents I'm running to are having these same emotions, um, there's, it's got to be a theme here. So we wanted to capture it and, uh, and share it to, to sort of you know, provide some introspection, if you will. Sure. Well, as a uh, as a golfing dad myself, I I think we both have, have witnessed so many different types of parenting out there on the golf course. Some have been outstanding, and some not so much. So, uh, was there certain situations, not only just the dads that you referenced, that you saw out there on the golf course that made you say, you know what, I've got to put this in perspective for other parents who may have kids coming up through the game. What else did you see out there? Just say, you know what? I've got to do something about this. I've got to help with this situation, and then doing that inside or putting that in the book. Yeah, I, I think it. Um, and we really took the uh, Brit and myself took the angle in this book of like, hey, let's tell on ourselves, right? You know, the yeah. only way to help others is to be honest. And and one of the funniest stories, not not funny to me, but funny to my family in the book is is after a tournament my son had played in and he had gotten himself into next to the last group. And um, um, and uh, man, I, I had visions of grandeur, right? We're going to qualify for X, Y and Z. We got a we got a chance to win this tournament. And um, mm -hmm. and uh, and he went out and just had a really, really hard day. And, and rather than me at the end of the round saying, I love you, buddy, tough day or whatever. Um, I just, I clammed up and I was just dead silent and I was just, I don't know if I was mad at myself or mad at the world or disappointed or whatever. And, and, um, and that whole drive home, I was completely silent, um, until Britt finally broke the silence. She picked on me and said something, you know, try to make me laugh or whatever. Um, and later we chatted and she's like, do you realize like how, how sort of mad you got 
at that situation. And I never did really realize how mad I was in that situation. And it, and it really got me to thinking. I was like, wow, I just wasted all this time and this opportunity with my son who's doing what he loves. And here I am, you know, acting like the kid whose ball got taken right uh, from the playground and just in a bad mood. And um, I said, I don't want to be that guy anymore. And that's kind of back to the original question. Um, I saw that sort of play in itself out more and more and more at tournaments where dads would get mad and they'd go get the car and they'd walk off or drive off or, you know, kick cans or whatever kind of thing. Um, so that's, again, sort of further reinforcement to me not being the Lone Ranger. But it was just a series of those things. Um, some really close dad friends sharing stories of uh, and some some are in the book, actually, um, of ways that they acted just out of their minds. And now we look back and, and, and can kind of laugh about those stories. But in the moment, I missed an opportunity to be a dad. Right. And so it was yeah. me telling on myself there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we can all tell on ourselves in that situation. I mean, we've all been there and reading your book. I, I read several situations like, you know, what, you know, I did that. I wish I would have handled <laughs> that a little bit differently. But you have a lot of fantastic stories in this book that I think pretty much every parent, not only are just a, a, gol a junior golfer, but any uh, a parent of, of, a, of a child that plays any sport can really go back and, and reference and relate to. And that's what I love about your book. There's so many great stories in there that can kind of just help you relate and put things in perspective for you. And one of the things that I love that you mentioned in your book is how it's aimed to be the best golf parent, which you believe mm -hmm. will translate into the player getting better. And it makes, it makes total sense. If you can be a better parent that can translate to your golfer playing better. It's so important. I think for the player to have that good support system around them to have a chance for success. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's, um, it's, pl it's playing loose versus playing tight kind of thing. I think when kids, you know, mine included, um, felt like they were, they were playing and, and if they made a bogey, you know, you can watch kids, right? Yours included, you know, early in his, his I'll say his career, but early in his playing, he'd make a bogey and, you know, kids will look. They look over mm -hmm. to the quote-unquote sidelines, right, to see how the how the parents are reacting. And that's sure. the wrong thing. Like, these kids, man, they're out there to learn. Golf is, is such an amazing teacher. Um, and, and I found, and it was just this epiphany, like, hey, if I get out of the way, if we get out of the way and let golf teach life, um, that's where the lessons happen. And it's hard. It's hard when you're outside the quote unquote ropes, right. To, to not be able to not be able to reach in and, and fix those things. But, but man, there's some life, life lessons being, uh, being taught there. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard that, you know, that we've heard it said before that the, the worst, the worst thing about youth sports is the parents, you know, you go to any little league field and, and that, that plays itself out and, um, but yeah, I think the, the stories and everything here are uh, certainly applicable to, to more than golf to the point that a lot of the folks that contributed or have never picked up a golf club, but you know, maybe they played, you know, pro football or, um, you know, the, the professional rodeo circuit and things you'd never think. Um, but you know, certainly the, the lessons, the lessons transcend the sport, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. hundred percent agree with you on that. And, and as we know, golf is so different from other sports and that there's no teammate that you can blame, right? There's no, there's no referee that you can blame and it's all on us while we're out there. And, and I think what a lot of parents don't understand, that's a lot of pressure on a junior golfer. I felt it coming up as a kid. I know my son mm -hmm. probably felt it as well. And you, you, you can't blame anybody else. It's all on you. 
And I like how you mentioned in your book that, and I love this analogy. It made total sense to me when I, I could just picture it. You said, it's as if your child is on an island by themselves between the time you wish them good luck off the first tee and that time you give them a hug coming off the 18th hole. And that's so true. They're it's like they're on, they're on their own island out there by themselves. They have no coach out there with them. They have no teammate to lean on, anything. What's some advice you would give a parent for helping their child deal with the game alone out there on the golf course? Yeah, I think the, I think probably some of the best advice is to just to have a conversation with the player, you know, uh, pre-round about, hey, you know, go and do your best today, not somebody else's best, your best. To remind them, and this we still do this with with Ben, who's who's um our rising senior in high school now. Like, man, it's not it's not if adversity comes, it's it's when adversity comes. Like, you know, be ready for that adversity, um, and you know, enjoy it in the moment, and and just try to make try to make the best um of uh, of every situation. But um, we we preach over and over now is like, hey, don't um don't lose the opportunity for these memories of of walking these fairways with kids from different states and kids from different counties and locations and stuff but go make go make memories and, and the biggest thing and this is you know kind of comes through in the book as well is that your score does not define who you are like i love you the same if you shoot 65 as if you shoot 75 or 85 um, now he may be a little bit more set, upset if he shoots 85, right? But I love right. him the same. So that's the that's the message is, um, um, you know, kind of go go and go and have fun. It sounds so cliche um, because it's not fun, right? It's not fun when you 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 bomb that first one out of bounds and, and you you know you you miss a three footer and you make you know double or triple on the first hole kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But but we we've, we've really focused on the fact that you know lessons are happening in each of these things, and luckily for from for my son, he's um, again senior in high school now, so he can look back and see that, that, that things always happen for a reason in situations and and and, and um, something where he may not have qualified for a tournament, which led to a completely different opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, you know hang in there, hang in there, and have fun, and know that we love you regardless. Um, and I think that's what that's what parents have to share is that you know I love you. I lo absolutely love you regardless of, of what happens, you know, between that first tee box and 18th green. Right. I mean, and, and giving them credit for getting out there and trying, you know, I mean, they're, no, they're not always going to be successful. None of us are. And so saying, why do we fall? So we can pick ourselves back up again, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and just having that perspective out there. And, and I agree with you about having fun. I, I say that at the end of every podcast, get out there, have fun, never lose sight of that. And I agree. It is hard when you're out there making bogeys <laughs> and you make that triple, it's like, how is this fun? You know, but I yeah. think it's, it goes back to perspective that, Hey, things could be a whole lot worse right now, you know, and I need to enjoy the company I'm with, enjoy this beautiful golf course that I'm playing, enjoying that I hit that great shot back there on hole number two, or I made that putt. I didn't think I was going to make, even though I may have missed a putt, I thought I should have made. And it yeah. just having that perspective there. And I, you talk a lot about that in the book, which I love. Yeah, it's um, perspective is a big thing. I think the, the other telltale is that, like, while it hurts in the moment, so it hurts walking off 18 and you shoot whatever, right, high score, and it hurts in that moment and the day after it hurts. But we can look back now. We look back at tournaments that, that my son played in two years ago, and, and we laugh about, like, man, 
you know, do you remember when you hit three out of bounds? You know, we're trying to make the cut coming in, and you hit three out of bounds on 16. And in that moment, it was awful. But now we look back, and and it's like the world – so we got you – know, the sun came up the next morning. The world kept turning. Right. Um, you know, life life went on, right? Life didn't stop. And I think that's the thing, that perspective is like, man, life's going to keep going on, and that's going to happen to me and my job. It's going to happen to your mom and her job, like, things come up and things don't go you got to keep on plugging away so perspective like you said i think that's 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 probably the best word to to hang on there you mentioned uh, earlier about the the chapter about the dads and it, it go out there and, and when you buy this book you, you gotta you, you gotta read that chapter because it's awesome because you guys nailed some of these descriptions of the dads and unfortunately i think i found a couple of those that i was guilty of at some <laughs> point in time uh, but there's a quote there at the beginning of that chapter, which I absolutely love, and it makes total sense. And it said, 10% of conflicts are due to differences of opinion. 90% of conflicts are due to the wrong tone of voice. Yep. How we say things is just as important, if not more so, than what we're trying to say. And as a parent trying to coach your junior golfer or a grandparent, it's not about what you're trying to say. It's how you're going about it, right? Yep, yep. Um, it, it, and it's, you know, words, uh, words, words certainly matter. Um, and one of the uh, contributors uh, to the book was uh, Hernan Schusa, and he's a, um, a former, former tennis pro. Um, and he, he essentially said, your words are never neutral. They're either going to add to or they're going to take away. They're going to be some positive or some negative. So no matter if, Mark McKinney as a dad tries to say to his son, you know, trying to give advice like, Hey, this is what I think we should, whatever. Right. Um, words are never neutral. Um, so measure your words carefully, make sure that what they hear is, you know, an absolute, I love you. I'm proud of you no matter what happened, because this does not define, this does not define who you are. Um, right. and the same goes too. Right. So if, you know, if your kid goes out and shoots 64, right. Um, you know, the, the, it, that doesn't define who they are. That doesn't make them any, you know, more or less of a person or a better, uh, sort of a better or more of a person because they shot 64 or 68 or 71 kind of thing or whatever. So it, it goes both ways. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, and I, I think the, the one that, the one that hit me the most there, um, is, uh, coach, uh, uh, coach Jean Sutherland. She's at Nebraska now, but, um, she used to be at SMU, um, women's coach. And, this, this one stuck with me more than any other piece of advice that we had. She, she came up playing as well, but she said, my parents never treated me like my score. They were happy uh, for me, not with me when I played well. They were disappointed for me, not in me when I had rough days. And, man, she told me that, and I was like, God. Like, yeah, you know, that's an eye-opener. Yeah, put the cuffs on me, right? I'm guilty. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all are. I mean, we don't mean to be. You know, we want what's best for our child. And a listener uh, out there is, is thinking the same thing. Well, I want what's best. I want them to do well. I, I see them trying, and I want them to. Be, I want them to be successful. And it's heartbreaking when you don't see them, yeah. you know, live up to their their play up to their potential. Uh, but you know, it's it's like you said. Whether you play well and you break seventy, or you don't, it, it doesn't define who you are. And and let's go to the other end of that. They they shot really well, had the career round, maybe put strung two or three of those in a row together. And they start getting a big head. They're like, oh, well, I can beat anybody and nobody can touch me. And then, 
it, it, it goes back to that perspective again, where you, yep. you, you can't get, you can't overinflate yourself, but you don't, you need, on the other end of that, you don't want to beat yourself up. So there's that, there's that happy median there, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, there is again, keeping it the fact that it's a game, right? Yep. Um, it's, uh, it, it's not life or death. Although sometimes it feels like that, right? Even yeah. when I play as an adult now with my buddies and the, and the, uh, the heckling I take, sometimes it feels like life or death, but, um, it's not right. Yeah. It's not. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. You partnered with a terrific mental game coach, Tammy Matheny, in this book, and she offers up a lot of really helpful information and words of wisdom. And she's the founder of Refuse to Lose Coaching. So go out there and look her up. Again, that's Tammy Matheny, uh, Refuse to Lose Coaching. How did you form that relationship with Tammy, and, and how instrumental was she in helping you guys put this book together? Yeah, Um the relationship with Tammy was an interesting, interesting one because so when, when, when my son was, um, God, he was a uh, freshman, I guess, um, in high school, he, he had some, he had physical talent, but he, he, he would hit that, he would hit that wall. Right. So we'd, you know, dawdle along adversity would come, the, the wheels would fall off and then wouldn't recover. And that became a theme, you know, hit adversity, whether it was on 17 or three, right. Hit adversity and the wheels would fall off. And we talked to, um, I talked to his high school golf coach and I said, Hey, um, what are some, like, I had no idea. It was, it was a completely sort of um, barren territory to me. I had no idea what like this kind of stuff existed. And I'm like, Hey, Ben's struggling with finishing or he's struggling with that adversity side of the house. And he's like, well, my son works with a confidence coach. And my first thought in the back of my mind is like, man, you gotta be whacked. Like if you got to talk to a sports psychologist, like, <laughs> And I just, there was this sort of stigma that went with this. And I, so I whispered to him, I'm like, hey, do you, I remember whispering where I was standing um, uh, at, at the, on the parking lot at Three Pines Country Club. And I'm like, hey, do you think, would that help Ben? And um, he's like, yeah, I think it's worth a shot. So I called, called Tammy um, on the recommendation of his high school golf coach. And, and um, I'm like, hey, I've never done this before. You know, kind of tell me about the process. And it was one of those people um, – she was when, when we got on the phone it's like this this just an instant comfort um her voice and kind of her approach and 
And she's like, hey, I'd, I'd, love, I'd be happy to talk to him just to have a conversation. She said, I will tell you up front that the things that we talk about, athlete and, and Tammy, she said, are not, they're awful. You know, I don't share them with the parents because I want them to be able to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, I'd love to meet with you guys together for the first time. So we did and um, met with her, just, again, created this, this instant bond and friendship. And, and, um, and, and my son, just he started meeting with her. And we saw this instant, instant um, improvement just in his approach to the game, um, his reaction to shots. Now he'll still, you know, get, you know, just like we always do, get you know, sort of, you know, fume a little bit, you know, if he if he misses a three footer or four footer that he should make kind of thing. And, but um, uh, I remember in, in a tournament one time he, he he missed a green, probably had a wedge in, and missed a green. And as he's as he's going down the fairway, we see him talking to himself, and um, we get up to the green the edge of the green and when we got the chance to talk to him I, I was upset because I thought he was reacting like in a negative way and I'm like hey what's up buddy he's like hey um he said I was he was I was actually praying coming down the fairway that I could get myself back together and yeah. um and he said by the way he said Tammy told me it's okay to be upset after a shot like that I didn't perform the way I I did he said but never be upset over the next shot he's like so I've got permission to, from Tammy right so it was just it was just awesome way to see kind of their relationship blossom but he's been working with her for close to i guess five years now um Mm -hmm. and she is the most down her 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 strategies are like so simple to follow um all about confidence all about what do i do when adversity comes all about adversity uh being a teacher um she was a she was a collegiate athlete as well um and has coached and um so she's been there and done that and um, it again, it, it translated directly into into you know our performance or his performance rather on the golf course. And probably the most telling thing is is uh, is their senior year uh, in high school. They won the three uh, A South Carolina State Championship. And afterwards, uh, four of our players uh, took pictures with Tammy because four of those kids were working with with her, and she's made a huge difference in each of their each of their games. So um, can't say enough about. Her skill set, uh, what she brings to the table, but her friendship has been tremendous. And um, I, every, without fail, every golf tournament we go to now, I bump into somebody that says, you know, my, my son's struggling with or my daughter's struggling with X. And so I give them Tammy's cell phone. I'm like, text her and she'll help you out. So um, she's, uh, her network has grown and it's, um, I, you know, I, I couldn't recommend anybody higher um, for the for the thing. And again, it's that thing I never knew existed before. Never knew the whole confidence coaching, mental game coaching work. I'd heard about it at the pro level, but um, it's you know, volleyball players, basketball players. It's, it's all the same. Yeah, it's huge. It absolutely is, is important to any athlete out there playing competitively to have the right mindset. One, uh, a quote that she put in your book or you guys put in the book from her, mm-hmm which I thought was phenomenal. I think every parent needs to hear is, is she said, be specific when you tell your child that you're proud of them. Why mm-hmm. are you proud of them goes a lot further than just saying that you're proud of them. Right. So if you give them a specific reason, this is why I'm proud of you. It goes way further. It, it just resonates with that, that child a lot more than just to say, well, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Right. I thought yeah. that was really powerful. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those, one of those tactics that you sort of take it for granted, right? Like, Hey, Steve, I'm proud of, or, you know, and because in there they can, that almost sounds like it can almost sound like lip service. Like, Hey, I'm proud of you. Just like, Hey, you know, 
when your spouse leaves, hey, love you, you know, it kind of becomes habit. Um, right. But yeah, so it's a challenge as a parent to say, like, what are those things I'm really proud for? And and kids love to, they love to hear those things, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she's a, she's a trooper. She, she is definitely, definitely a godsend for us. You have a lot of other fantastic quotes in the book from Bob Rotella, Dr. Seuss, uh, Drew Brees, just to name a few. How did you decide which quotes to include in your book? How did you find these quotes that you felt would work best in your book? Um, sort of a combination. So um, we, we did, we partnered with Tammy. You know, she's, got a, she's got a lot of input and a lot of things in the book. But um, um, so she's got several Facebook uh, groups um, that, uh, that she's a part of, like the Confident, uh, Confident Athlete. This is good a facebook group that's the title of um, um of her third book i believe um and she'll she'll share these different things these you know the, the memes and, and gifts and things that get shared on a daily basis so some of them we just over the course of time we just saw them pop up um and shared them others we came across through just different research so we, we sat down to start writing this book and then we got introduced to person a and then person a was like hey i love the project you know here's person b and person c and through those different points of research, um, people would share like, hey, here's my here's my favorite quote or here's the quote that I've got written on my desk. Um, so it kind of became this collection of things to the point of when we got ready to do the, the editing of the book. Um, one of the things we had to do was go through and, and strike some of them out because it was it was almost a book of just quotes. Um, so we had to make that hard task, right, of, of saying, um, which one of these things do we get rid of? Because they're, they're all so powerful. Um, and, and the good news about it is, is, is they're not from us, right? They're from, they're from the experts out there or they're from people that have done a heck of a lot more than, you know, than I have, right? Um, so they're, they ring true, um, but they, man, they're spot on, right? Um, yeah. With uh, just, just a little, little short and sweet. Yeah, I thought they blended well with the book and the message that you're trying to convey in the book. I thought you guys just did a wonderful, wonderful job of placing these quotes in the right spots in the book. They just seem to make make more make a make a bigger impact on the reader as they're reading the book. It just made it flow a lot better. So kudos to you guys on that. You did a really, really good job on those. Good, thank you. What? How would you suggest? a parent or a grandparent, whoever's listening to this that has that junior golfer, how would you suggest reading this book? Should they just read it by themselves, share the knowledge that they're learning with a junior golfer or, or keep it from them, just kind of keep it to themselves? Or would you suggest sitting down with a junior golfer and reading the book together? Yeah, we, when, when we wrote it, um, sort of we got about probably midway through it or whatever, we recognized like um, I, the ideal situation is if the, if, the, if the kids are you know old enough to you know read certain and sort of get into it, um, we'd recommend them doing it together, um, both both reading it and going through it, you know making notes, um, talking through chapters to the to the point that it's interesting. Um, several weeks ago at the at the Blade um, here in uh, in Greenville, we were we were paired with a, a family, and I'd, I'd I'd heard the, uh, the child's name we were playing with, but I'd never met him. And as we got uh, down the first fairway, I always introduced myself to the parents. And I spoke to this, this, this lady and I'm like, hey, um, my name's Mark McKinney. And she gave me her name and she said, I just want to let you know, I'm more, I already know more about you and Britt than you would ever think that I do. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, I've read your book. And I'm like, really? And she, nice. said, we as a, she said, we as a family have gone through and dog-eared pages. We've marked up. We've taken notes. Um, and she said, 
And she was telling me stuff that I'd forgotten. You know, you write it, you forget stuff. She was reminding me of pieces in the book um, that, uh, that I had forgotten. And she's like, yeah, my son was wondering when this happened in the book, how did you guys, or what was the story behind that kind of thing? So that's a, that's a microcosm, but it's still like, that's the way we want it to be used is, is, um, you know, ideally, you know, parents and juniors kind of going through and getting their own interpretations because, you know, my son, Ben, Ben wrote a chapter as well, kind of given mm-hmm. his perspective after, right. after mom and dad got to spout off and, and share their, share their feelings. Um, he kind of got to give, give his perspective as well. So, um, yeah, I'd say, a great I, touch. I, yeah, ideally, ideally, I think it's, uh, I think it's good for the, good for the entire family to read it, mom, dad, and um, grandparents as well. It's um, very powerful. Um, speaking of the, the, the grandparents side of the house, um, you know, one of the, um, one of the, one of the pieces that, that we came across um, is, you know, it's, it's listed in the book, but um, it's all um, around the, the, the research study that was done years and years ago. Um, when they when they ask uh, players were asked you know, kind of what are your what's your favorite thing what's your least favorite thing about um, about you know junior sports or youth sports or whatever and the the, the thing that kids um, hated the most was the drive home after mm-hmm. games and the thing that they uh, most enjoyed was hearing I love to watch you play which yeah. that kind of became like the kind of the pinning right for how we titled the book um, and such but um, you know, but but the, the the other point made in there is that um, the, the the people that the kids like to watch them play the most are grandparents, right? Because mm-hmm. grandparents are separated that that one more level, and they're just man, they're just happy. It, it's mm-hmm. the same thing in our family, right? Grandparents watching, um, they just they just enjoy watching their grandkid do something they love. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's I, I challenge myself now, like, hey, watch like a grandpa, right? <laughs> Versus oh, yeah. watching like a dad. It's funny because I used to coach my son's basketball teams coming up, and I can remember my dad uh, after the games, like, you know, you're too hard on him. I'm like, well, you did the same thing to me growing up as a kid. You were oh, yeah. kind of that way, too. Yeah, it's a different perspective, right, when it's coming from a grandparent. And I didn't yeah. mean to be hard. I mean, I guess I was just getting passionate, just like your book talks about. You get passionate. Yeah. And you want to see your child do well and and uh, don't intend to try to be hard on, on, on my son at all, but it's just – how it's conveyed. He goes back to how you're saying, not what you're saying, but yeah, it's funny how a grandparent has a different perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn a lot, right. From, uh, from no, grandparents. So. No doubt. <laughs> As we should. That's right. So as we wrap up the interview, Mark, what, what's the main point or points that you guys want a parent walking away with after finishing your book? Yeah. Um, I think to your point earlier, sort of summarizing is that is that words do matter um what we say how we say it to our to our athletes um in those moments um they they matter and they 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 the kids don't forget them i can still remember things you know my dad said my dad never said a negative thing to me you know at all um i can just remember him on the sidelines of, of every football field or basketball court or what have you um after the games, he's, he's, you know, Hey, you know, love you, buddy. And I can still remember that. Um, so I've certainly got some regretful moments, you know, as I can call out in the book where I've, where I've been silent or where I've, where I've shared some things like, man, you know, you know, should we really have gone for that par five and two or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So, you right. know, so work so, so words, uh, words do matter. I think the other one just kind of at 50,000 feet, right. It's to, 
you know, to, to make sure that the, you know, you, you make the, the most important thing, the most important thing. Um, that's, you know, that's your child, right? You're not paying them right. to do it. That's um, right. you, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not banking on a scholarship or something for your kid. You know, there, there's a part in the book too that, that talks about, um, some, uh, some attachments and, and things that the parents put on kids, like we need you to do this so you can get a scholarship. And then it becomes almost, it becomes almost like, it becomes almost like work, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. so again, you know, uh, words matter, you know, keep the, keep the main thing, the main thing, um, and, you know, uh, make sure that, that they know as a child that their performance does not define their value uh, to you as a parent, but to them as an individual in this world. Um, because, you know, this, this stage is going to, is going to pass like some, mm-hmm. some will play high school, some will get to play collegiately. And a small, small, small percentage um, will get to go on to the next level kind of thing. But like, hey, this is just a phase in life. This is a temporary thing. So, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. And, and lastly, I would say um, challenge yourself to make those memories positive. Like we've spent so many nights in hotels and you get to travel and you get to do and emotions are high. Um, you know, make sure you got your make sure you got your good, solid, solid family unit that you can. You, know, you can talk through issues as they come up. Um, you can laugh about things, um, but it's you know don't don't take it too serious or like uh, right don't 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 take any of it too seriously. It is it is not life or death. Yeah, tr- tremendous points, uh, absolutely wonderful points that you're making there. Uh, and I think it, it there's no question after reading this book, parents are going to walk away with exactly what you're talking about and having that perspective, having some tools in their toolbox that will help them become a better coach or support system for their junior golfer. And like we said earlier, watching how that's going to translate to them becoming a better golfer because of how it's being handled, how they're being spoken to, how they're being encouraged and just makes a huge difference. Yep. Yep. The experience, right. It's an experience. So it can, you know, you get the choice. It can be positive, negative, or, you know, somewhere in between. So you know, that's right. Choose the positive. So where can the listener go purchase your book? Yeah. So the easiest is, is just like everything from vacuum cleaners to fuel filters, right? You can go to Amazon. Yep. Um, so if you, if you head over to Amazon and just search um, drive home McKinney, um, you'll, uh, you'll find the link out there. So you can get the, uh, you can get the hard copy. Um, you can also get the, um, the, the e-reader as well um, available. And if there's, if there's folks who um, would like to, we've had this happen as well. So different, uh, different uh, teams um, have said, Hey, I'd like to golf coaches have said, I'd like to get several copies um, for my golf team. Um, you can uh, just drop us a note and it's, it's uh, pretty easy. So it's Brit and Mark, the drive home at Gmail. So kind of long, but Brit and Mark, the drive home at gmail.com. And if you uh, drop us a note there, we'll, uh, we'll share some information over on some, you know, sort of pricing for, um, you know, larger quantities. And I should also throw a plug in that a portion of every book sold goes to, um, to Youth on Course, uh, which is a, a fabulous organization that allows kids to go play um, different golf courses for, for five bucks. Um, so it's, um, you know, monies go in, um, that gets distributed out, and then kids are, that, are, that are a member of the program. Um, it's a way to grow the game, which – I know, you know, Steve, you're, you're big on, right. Um, being, uh, you know, always, that's where I met you is, is being a teaching pro and, 
and you've yeah. always been so great with with juniors and such. So yeah, it's uh, we wanted to find a way to give back um, and grow the game at the same time. So you know, really happy about that. That's great. Thank you so very much. And I'll put a link in the show notes to the Amazon uh, to Amazon where you can purchase the book. And also, I'll put the email where you can reach out okay. to Mark and Britt uh, on the show notes to so make that a little bit simpler for the listener to go out there and contact you guys. Mark, it is an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. It's been too long. Miss talking with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic book and good luck to, to you and Britt and Ben, the rest of your family on this uh, wonderful adventure that you're on together. Absolutely. Great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this fantastic interview with Mark. I hope you'll take away some really good points from this book. Share it with someone else that you know. And as I mentioned in my interview with Mark, there's going to be a link in the show notes on how to go purchase this book and also the email if you want to reach out to Mark or to Britt about some advice or to buy the book in bulk if you wanted to hand it out to your team. As a reminder, the podcast drops the first and the third Wednesday of every month. The next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, September the 7th. Nick and I will be back for that episode talking about grips. I know I promised that in a previous episode. We're trying to upgrade some of our technology, some of our equipment to bring you a better podcast. So that's why we do not have that episode for you this week. But again, something to look forward to on September the 7th. We drop that episode and talk about grips and many, many other topics surrounding the world of golf now and at that time as well. As always, I just encourage you to please go out there and give me a five-star rating. If you're on that Apple platform or if the platform you're listening on allows you to rate the podcast, it's really, really appreciated. I'll move up those rankings and this podcast will get in front of many other listeners out there who may need help with their game as well. Or just tell somebody you know about the podcast, somebody you think would benefit from it, someone that would enjoy it, someone who loves the game as much as us. Reach out to them and let them know about the Go Forth and Golf podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can go out there and follow me on social media. It's Go Forth Golf Instruction on Facebook. It's at Go Forth Golf on Twitter. And it's SGoForth underscore PGA on Instagram. Tag me in any post, and I'll put you in a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls. But please make sure you tag me in that so I see it. I'll put you in that drawing and be happy to give away some prizes. Thank you again for taking time out of your day. I can't sit here enough, and thank you, so I really appreciate it. And until the next episode, I hope you keep hitting those drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens in regulation. I hope you drain more putts. And most of all, I hope you get out there and have a great time. Please do that. If anything, just get out there and have fun. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.